Raider Nation, wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is November 18th, 2020. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Morning Grind. Well, guys, after a, dare I say, dominating win over the Denver Broncos, your Las Vegas Raiders are 6-3 and and still undefeated in the ultra-competitive AFC West. But as you all know, the gauntlet continues as the Silver and Black now begin preparing for the Kansas City Chiefs to touch down here in Vegas for the very first time this Sunday night. And speaking of those Chiefs, the NFL schedule makers deserve a quick round of applause because Raiders Chiefs on primetime is the creme de la creme of matchups this weekend and what the entire NFL family deserves to watch. Well, today on the morning grind, we begin our breakdown of Andy Reid's team. But before we do that, we savor our final few moments of the Week 10 win over the Broncos, looking back at what worked, <clears throat> the defense, <clears throat> And hear from Coach Gruden about how and why the silver and black have been so lethal on the ground as of late. Lego! When your defense forces five turnovers for the first time since October of 2013, and for just the third time in the last 10 seasons, that's where you have to start, right? It's no exaggeration to say that Paul Gunther's defense had one of their best days of 2020 last Sunday against the Broncos. And frankly, it was probably one of the best days under Gunther since he arrived here a few years ago. Drew Locke's afternoon in Las Vegas was uh, suboptimal, to put it nicely, as he threw not one, not two, not three, but four interceptions against the Raiders, the most INTs he surrendered in a game in his very short NFL career. And make no mistake about it, those four interceptions were a big reason why the Raiders secured their sixth win of 2020. In addition to the interceptions of Locke, the Silver and Black's defensive line also made sure to get sustained pressure on the young signal caller, taking him down behind the line of scrimmage twice, while also adding seven quarterback hits just for good measure. And can we talk about the group's work stopping the run too for just a second? Yes, 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 I know that in the second half in particular, the Denver offense became a little bit one-dimensional in the sense that they had to get away from the running game, but all the same, give Gunther's unit credit for making it practically impossible to get anything going in that area of the game as well. All told, the Denver offense ran for just 66 yards and just 23 over the final 30 minutes of game action. We talk about how the Raiders find success when they're balanced offensively, and well, the same can be said for the defense when they take away that balance for the opposition. Sunday's game was a tremendous one for the Raiders' defense, and let's be honest, this defense has received its fair share of criticism throughout the year, so this Week 10 effort had to be rewarding on multiple levels. And no shocker here, but their head coach was pleased with what he saw as well. Well, I thought we played with great energy and passion, and uh, that was kind of the word we... Uh we harped on before the game, you know, go out there and, and, and cut it loose, play where hearts out, and let's feed off each other's energy. We got no fans, we got nobody there but us, and Bob Streety, our security man. So we tried to play with as much effort and emotion as possible. I think John Abram uh, really came to play. It was Nick Morrow's best football game. Thought the front played hard. All three levels of our defense uh, played with great effort, and uh, it was contagious throughout the day. It was good to see. We talked about the lack of balance for that Broncos offense just a second ago, but spoiler alert, that lack of balance didn't permeate the silver and black last weekend at Allegiant Stadium. 
When all was said and done and the points had all been scored, Coach Gruden's offense threw the ball 25 times, but ran it 41 times as well. Let's just take a 30-second timeout real quick and go through that again. With once again a makeshift offensive line, Gruden and the Raiders not only ran the ball 41 times, but they found extreme success doing it too, totaling 203 rushing yards on the afternoon. And so for those of you who are mathematically inclined, that is an average of five yards per rush. Throughout the entirety of the regular season, but really over the past few weeks, the Silver and Black have shown they are at their best when they are dominating the line of scrimmage and running the ball at will. And let this just sink in. We mentioned that the Raiders rushed for over 200 yards on Sunday. A huge number, no doubt. But that's the second time they've hit that number in the past three weeks. Is Derek Carr playing perhaps the most efficient football we've seen from him as a Raider? Yeah, I think so. And he deserves a ton of credit for being the maestro of this entire offensive operation. But my goodness, how much fun is it to watch the Raiders run the ball right now? Not only are Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker running the ball at a high level, but the manner in which they're doing it is incredible to watch week in and week out. And you can be sure that the bruising, plodding, old school way of handling business on the ground is very much by design. Our quarterback is uh, not going to be exposed to the read options and the RPO hits that some of the others are taking. We're just not going to play that way with Derek. We, uh, we utilize Carr in a lot of different ways. We dabble in some areas like that, but uh, you know, when you have a running back like Josh Jacobs, you have a responsibility to, uh, I think, surround him with the proper equipment to utilize him properly. And he needs a blocking tight end. He needs a blocking fullback. Um, so yeah, I think uh, uh, to a degree, we, we, we kind of take pride in being able to, to run the ball from a two back set, which is a little bit old school. And we also, uh, if you watch us carefully, are able to spread it out and do some of these modern, really cool RPO type runs, which, uh, you know, is the thing of the world now, I guess. All right. We've stalled as much as we can. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Always have been, always will be. So let's start with the positives. The biggest one of which is that the Raiders have already beaten these Kansas City Chiefs once in 2020. And what a beautiful day that was. Now, the not so great news. That loss to the Raiders in week five is the only loss the Chiefs have been dealt this season. And the group enters the primetime matchup at Allegiant Stadium with an impressive 8-1 record in tow. And not only that, Andy Reid's team arrives in the desert coming off the bye and ready to avenge their lone loss of the past calendar year. And look, at this point we all know how lethal KC is on offense, and their defense really hasn't been half bad this season either, but as incredible as all their individual parts are, the intellectual engine that makes it all go is Andy Reid. Oh, his preparation is legendary. He's a great coach. He's a great person. He gets his team to play for him. Uh, he can... Uh... He can really handle uh, game day situations. Um, he's got great experience, got great confidence in his players, and he's not afraid to pull the trigger and uh, you know use some unconventional ways to do it, move the football. And, and um, I just got a lot of respect for him, and I know he's going to do thorough preparation. It'll be a it'll be a juggernaut coming in here Sunday, and uh, we'll just we'll just have to have a great week of practice and do the best we can. The Silver and Black are back on the practice field today at their Henderson, Nevada facility as they continue their on-field preparations for the Chiefs. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this is The Morning Grind. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com.